0: CHAPTER seventeen Sonia's Escape One of Monsieur Fomare's innocents, said Gouchard, turning to the Duke. The chalk, said the Duke, is it the same chalk? It's blue, said Gouchard, holding it out. The same as that of the signatures on the walls. Add that fact to the woman's sudden realization of what she was doing, and you'll see that they were written with it. It is rather a surprise, said the Duke, To look at her, you would think that she would be the most honest woman in the world. Ah, you don't know Lupin, Your Grace, said Gouchard. He can do anything with women, and they'll do anything for him. And what's more, as far as I can see, it doesn't make a scrap of difference whether they're honest or not. The fair-haired lady I was telling you about was probably an honest woman. Ganimard is sure of it we should have found out long ago who she was if she had been a wrong one. And Ganimard also swears that when he arrested Lupin on board the Provence, some woman, some ordinary, honest woman among the passengers, carried away Lady Garland's jewels, which he had stolen and was bringing to America, and along with them a matter of eight hundred pounds, which he had stolen from a fellow passenger on the voyage." "'That power of fascination which some men exercise on women "'is one of those mysteries which science should investigate "'before it does anything else,' said the Duke, in a reflective tone. "'Now, I come to think of it, "'I'd much better have spent my time on that investigation "'than on that tedious journey to the South Pole. "'All the same, I'm deucedly sorry for that woman Victor. "'She looks such a good soul.' Gouchard shrugged his shoulders. The prisons are full of good souls, he said, with cynical wisdom born of experience. They get caught so much more often than the bad. It seems rather mean of Lupin to make use of women like this and get them into trouble, said the Duke. But he doesn't, said Gouchard quickly. At least he hasn't up to now. This victor is the first we've caught. I look on it as a good omen." He walked across the room, picked up his cloak, and took a card-case from the inner pocket of it. "'If you don't mind, Your Grace, I want you to show this permit to my men who are keeping the door. Whenever you go out of the house, it's just a formality, but I attach considerable importance to it, for I really ought not to make exceptions in favour of anyone. I have two men at the door, and they have orders to let nobody out without my written permission.' Of course, Monsieur Gournay-Martin's guests are different. Bonavent has orders to pass them out. And if your grace doesn't mind, it will help me. If you carry a permit, no one else will dream of complaining of having to do so. Oh, I don't mind if it's of any help to you, said the Duke cheerfully. Thank you, said Gouchard. And he wrote on his card and handed it to the Duke. The Duke took it out and looked at it. On it was written... "'Past the Duke of Chamorras, Gouchard. It's quite military, said the Duke, putting the card into his pocket. There came a knock at the door, and a tall, thin bearded man came into the room. Ah, say, at last. What news? cried Gouchard. Ducet saluted. I've learnt that a motor van was waiting outside the next house, in the side street, he said. At what time? said Gouchard. "'Between four and five in the morning,' said Doucet. "'Who saw it?' said Gouchard. "'A scavenger. "'He thinks that it was nearly five o'clock when the van drove off. "'Between four and five? Nearly five? "'Then they filled up the opening before they loaded the van. "'I thought they would,' said Gouchard thoughtfully. "'Anything else?' "'A few minutes after the van had gone, "'a man in motoring dress came out of the house,' said Doucet. "'In motoring-dress,' said Gouchard quickly. "'Yes, and a little way from the house he threw away his cigarette. "'The scavenger thought the whole business a little queer, "'and he picked up the cigarette and kept it. "'Here it is.' "'He handed it to Gouchard, whose eyes scanned it carelessly, "'and then glued themselves to it. "'A gold-tipped cigarette marked Mercedes. "'Why, Your Grace, this is one of your cigarettes.' "'But this is incredible,' cried the Duke. "'Not at all,' said Gouchard. "'It's merely another link in the chain. "'I've no doubt you have some of these cigarettes at Charmarras.' "'Oh, yes, I've had a box on most of the tables,' said the Duke. "'Well, there you are,' said Gouchard. "'Oh, I see what you're driving at,' said the Duke. "'You mean that one of the Charolais must have taken a box?' "'Well, we know that they'd hardly stick at a box of cigarettes,' said Gouchard. "'Yes, but I thought,' said the Duke, and he paused. "'You thought what?' said Gouchard. "'Then Lupin, since it was Lupin who managed the business last night, "'since you found those salvias in the house next door, "'then Lupin came from Chamorras.' "'Evidently,' said Gouchard. "'And Lupin is one of the Charolais.' "'Oh, that's another matter,' said Gouchard. "'But it's certain, absolutely certain,' said the Duke. "'We have the connecting links, the salvias, the cigarette.' "'It looks very like it. "'You're pretty quick on a scent, I must say,' said Gouchard. "'What a detective you would have made. "'Only nothing is certain.' "'But it is. "'Whatever more do you want? "'Was he at Chamaras yesterday, or was he not?' Did he or did he not arrange the theft of the motor-cars? Certainly he did, but he himself might have remained in the background all the while, said Gouchard. In what shape? Under what mask? By Jove, I should like to see this fellow, said the Duke. We shall see him tonight," said Gouchard. To-night, said the Duke. Of course We shall. "'for he will come here to steal the coronet "'between a quarter to twelve and midnight,' said Gouchard. "'Never,' said the Duke. "'You don't really believe that he'll have the cheek "'to attempt such a mad act.' "'Ah, you don't know this man, Your Grace. "'His extraordinary mixture of coolness and audacity. "'It's the danger that attracts him. "'He throws himself into the fire, and he doesn't get burned. "'For the last ten years I've been saying to myself, "'Here we are, this time I've got him.' At last, I'm going to nab him. But I've said that day after day, said Grouchard, and he paused. Well, said the Duke. Well, the days pass and I never nab him. Oh, he is thick, I tell you. He's a joker. He is... a regular artist. He ground his teeth. The damned thief. The Duke looked at him and said slowly, Then you think that tonight, Lupin... "'You've followed the scent with me, Your Grace,' Gouchard interrupted quickly and vehemently. "'We've picked up each clue together. "'You've almost seen this man at work. "'You've understood him. "'Isn't a man like this, I ask you, capable of anything?' "'He is,' said the Duke with conviction. "'Well, then,' said Gouchard. "'Perhaps you're right,' said the Duke. "'Gouchard turned to Doucet and said in a quieter voice— And when the scavenger had picked up the cigarette, did he follow the motorist? Yes, he followed him for about a hundred yards. He went down into Saroo Street and turned westwards. Then a motor-car came along. He got into it and went off. What kind of a motor-car? said Gouchard. A big car in dark red in color, said Doucet. The limousine, cried the Duke. That's all I've got so far, sir, said Doucet. "'Well, off you go,' said Gouchard. "'Now that you've got started, "'you'll probably get something else before very long.' "'Doussay saluted and went. "'Things are beginning to move,' said Gouchard cheerfully, First Victor, and now this motor van. "'They are indeed,' said the Duke. "'After all, it ought not to be very difficult "'to trace that motor van,' said Gouchard, in a musing tone. "'At any rate, its movements ought to be easy enough to follow up till about six. Then, of course, there'd be a good many others about delivering goods. "'You seem to have all the possible information "'you can want at your finger-ends,' said the Duke, in an admiring tone. "'I suppose I know the life of Paris as well as anybody,' said Gouchard. "'They were silent for a while. "'Then Germain's maid, Irma, came into the room and said, "'If you please, Your Grace,' Mademoiselle Kirchnoff would like to speak to you for a moment.' "'Oh, where is she?' said the Duke. "'She's in her room, Your Grace.' "'Oh, very well. I'll go up to her,' said the Duke. "'I can speak to her in the library.' He rose and was going towards the door when Gouchard stepped forward, barring his way, and said, "'No, Your Grace.' "'No? Why?' said the Duke haughtily. "'I beg you will wait a minute or two till I've had a word with you,' said Gouchard, and he drew a folded sheet of paper from his pocket and held it up. The Duke looked at Gouchard's face, and he looked at the paper in his hand. Then he said, "'Oh, very well,' and turning to Irma, he added quietly, "'Tell Mademoiselle Kirchnoff that I'm in the drawing-room.' "'Yes, Your Grace, in the drawing-room,' said Irma, and she turned to go. "'Yes, and say that I shall be engaged for the next five minutes. "'The next five minutes, do you understand?' said the Duke. "'Yes, Your Grace,' said Irma, and she went out of the door. "'Ask Mademoiselle Kirchnoff to put on her hat and cloak,' said Gouchard. "'Yes, sir,' said Irma, and she went. "'The Duke turned sharply on Gouchard and said, "'Now why on earth I don't understand?' "'I got this from Monsieur Faumuret,' said Gouchard, holding up the paper. "'Well,' said the Duke, "'what is it?' "'It's a warrant, Your Grace,' said Gouchard. "'What? A warrant? Not for the arrest of Mademoiselle Kirchnoff?' "'Yes,' said Gouchard. "'Oh, come, it's impossible,' said the Duke. "'You're never going to arrest that child.' "'I am indeed,' said Gouchard.' Her examination this afternoon was in the highest degree unsatisfactory. Her answers were embarrassed, contradictory, and in every way, suspicious. "'And you've made up your mind to arrest her,' said the Duke slowly, knitting his brow in anxious thought. "'I have indeed,' said Gouchard, "'and I'm going to do it now. "'The prison van ought to be waiting at the door,' he looked at his watch. "'She and Victor can go together.' "'So,' "'You're going to arrest her. "'You're going to arrest her,' said the Duke thoughtfully. "'And he took a step or two up and down the room, still thinking hard. "'Well, you understand the position, don't you, Your Grace?' "'said Gouchard, in a tone of apology. "'Believe me that, personally, "'I've no animosity against Mademoiselle Kirchnoff. "'In fact, the child attracts me.' "'Yes,' said the Duke softly, in a musing tone. She has the air of a child who has lost its way, lost its way in life. And that poor little hiding-place she found, that rolled-up handkerchief, thrown down in the corner of the little room in the house next door, it was absolutely absurd. What? A handkerchief? cried Gouchard, with an air of sudden, utter surprise. The child's clumsiness is positively pitiful, said the duke. What was in the handkerchief? The pearls of the pendant, cried Gouchard. Yes, I suppose you knew all about it. Of course, Monsieur Fulmeret left word for you, said the Duke, with an air of surprise at the ignorance of the detective. No, I've heard nothing about it, cried Gouchard. He didn't leave word for you, said the Duke, in a tone of greater surprise. Oh, well, I dare say that he thought tomorrow would do. Of course you were out of the house when he found it. She must have slipped out of her room soon after you went. He found a handkerchief belonging to Mademoiselle Kirchnoff. Where is it? cried Gouchard. Monsieur Fomare took the pearls, but he left the handkerchief. I suppose it's in the corner where he found it, said the Duke. He left the handkerchief, cried Gouchard. If that isn't just like the fool. He ought to keep hens. It's all he's fit for. He ran to the fireplace, seized the lantern, and began lighting it. "'Where is the handkerchief?' he cried. "'In the left-hand corner of the little room, on the right on the second floor. "'But if you're going to arrest Mademoiselle Kirchnoff, "'why are you bothering about the handkerchief? "'It can't be of any importance,' said the duke. "'I beg your pardon,' said Gouchard, "'but it is.' "'But why?' said the duke. I was arresting Mademoiselle Kirchnoff, all right, because I had a very strong presumption of her guilt. But I hadn't the slightest proof of it, said Gouchard. What? Do you think that too? cried the Duke. Good heavens! And it's me, it's my senselessness. It's my fault that you've got your proof. He spoke in a tone of acute distress. It was your duty to give it to me, said Gouchard sternly, and he began to mount the steps. Shall I come with you? "'I know where the handkerchief is,' said the Duke quickly. "'No, thank you, Your Grace,' said Gouchard. "'I prefer to go alone.' "'You'd better let me help you,' said the Duke. "'No, Your Grace,' said Gouchard firmly. "'I must really insist,' said the Duke. "'No, no, no,' said Gouchard vehemently, with stern decision. "'It's no use your insisting, Your Grace. "'I prefer to go alone. "'I shall only be gone a minute or two.' "'Just as you like,' said the Duke stiffly. "'The legs of Gouchard disappeared up the steps. "'The Duke stood listening with all his ears. "'Directly he heard the sound of Gouchard's heels on the floor. "'When he dropped from the chimney-piece of the next room, "'he went swiftly to the door, opened it, and went out. "'Bonavent was sitting on the chair "'on which the young policeman had sat during the afternoon. "'Sonia, in her hat and cloak, was halfway down the stairs.' "'The Duke put his head inside the drawing-room door "'and said to the empty room, "'Here is Mademoiselle Kirchnoff, Monsieur Gouchard.' "'He held open the door. "'Sonia came down the stairs and went through it. "'The Duke followed her into the drawing-room "'and shut the door. "'There's not a moment to lose,' he said in a low voice. "'Oh, what is it, Your Grace?' said Sonia anxiously. "'Gouchard has a warrant for your arrest.' "'Then I'm lost,' cried Sonia, in a panic-stricken voice. "'No, you're not. You must go at once,' said the Duke. "'But how can I go? No one can get out of the house. "'Monsieur Gouchard won't let them,' cried Sonia, panic-stricken. "'We can get over that,' said the Duke. "'He ran to Gouchard's cloak, took the card-case from the inner pocket, "'went to the writing-table, and sat down.' He took from his pocket the permit which Gouchard had given him, and a pencil. Then he took a card from the card-case, set the permit on the table before him, and began to imitate Gouchard's handwriting with an amazing exactness. He wrote on the card, "'Pass. Mademoiselle Kirchnoff. Gouchard.'" Sonia stood by his side, panting quickly with fear, and watched him do it. He had scarcely finished the last stroke, "'when they heard a noise on the other side of the opening "'into the empty house. "'The Duke looked at the fireplace, "'and his teeth bared in an expression of cold ferocity. "'He rose with clenched fists "'and took a step towards the fireplace. "'Your Grace, your Grace,' called the voice of Gouchard. "'What is it?' answered the Duke quietly. "'I can't see any handkerchief,' said Gouchard.' "'Didn't you say it was in the left-hand corner of the little room on the right?' "'I told you you'd better let me come with you and find it,' said the Duke, in a tone of triumph. "'It's in the right-hand corner of the little room on the left.' "'I could have sworn you said the little room on the right,' said Gouchard. "'They heard his footfalls die away. "'Now you must get out of the house quickly,' said the Duke. "'Show this card to the detectives at the door, and they'll pass you without a word.' He pressed the card into her hand. "'But—but this card,' stammered Sonia. "'There's no time to lose,' said the Duke. "'But this is madness,' said Sonia. "'When Gouchard finds out about this card, that you—you—' "'There's no need to bother about that,' interrupted the Duke quickly. "'Where are you going to?' "'A little hotel near the Star. "'I've forgotten the name of it,' said Sonia. "'But this card—' "'Has it a telephone?' said the Duke.' "'Yes, number 555 Central,' said Sonia. "'If I haven't telephoned to you before half-past eight tomorrow morning, "'come straight to my house,' said the Duke, "'scribbling the telephone number on his shirt cuff. "'Yes, yes,' said Sonia. "'But this card, when Gouchard knows, when he discovers— "'Oh, I can't let you get into trouble for me.' "'I shan't, but go, go,' said the Duke. "'And he slipped his right arm round her— "'and drew her to the door. "'Oh, how good you are to me,' said Sonia softly. "'The Duke's other arm went round her. "'He drew her to him, and their lips met. "'He loosed her and opened the door, saying loudly, "'You sure you won't have a cab, Mademoiselle Kirchnoff? "'No, no, thank you, Your Grace. "'Good night,' said Sonia. "'And she went through the door with a transfigured face.'